Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast, where if Wargaming was easy, it would be your mom. It is December 10th, 2021, and it's uh, Happy Friday, guys. Happy Friday, everybody. And uh, let me do a quick rundown of what's going on in Lord Marshall, and then we'll get into the episode. It's a good episode. Uh, Scarry came on, talked a little Dark Yellow, talked a little bit of Javian, and uh, I like Scarry. He's a good dude, and I appreciate him coming on to the podcast. But in the meantime... Uh, if you're looking for events, there's some events this weekend around uh, Lord Marshall region. Uh, December 4th is the fight for the fort. That's already gone and done. Why am I reading that? Silly Brian. Uh, 11th December is Seasons Beatings at Hero Complex Games. I'm going to that. I believe it's full. You can hit up uh, Derek at Hero Complex and maybe he can get you a spot. I'm not sure what his capacity is right now. Um, Mill City Massacre in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, probably be able to see Josh, Josh Thomas and the boys up there. Uh, Bismarck Two Rivers RTT and uh, Bismarck, and then uh, December twelfth is Yuldice and Hutchinson. Uh, hey Hutch guys, we would love to go to your Hutchinson events, uh, but you guys have to get out of your little your little forty k closet and hit other people's events and support them and help them out. Uh, wish you the best of luck though. Eighteenth uh, December, the Outlanders have a RTT up in Omaha, so there's the events for December, and then we probably hit Christmas, come back in January. There's already some January events up, but I will do them next episode uh the big one being new year's knockout it's uh 8th and 9th of january i am going to that one i'm looking forward to it and then there's a few other random rtts for the month of December or of january so uh let's get real quick into standings because we've actually had a few events going on in the season and some players got some rankings now and uh, interesting top 10 which can change uh most of the top 10 right now is either two or four games or three or four games uh, so they don't have all four of their games yet. So top 10 currently in the Lord Marshall as it sits. Uh, number 10 is uh, Jason Merton. Uh, I think he's uh, 40K Anonymous or Warhammer Anonymous uh, up in Kansas City area. Um, Jason Rogers, uh, 40KC, is sitting at number 9. Uh, Jeff Husser, um, I think Forge World Columbia, uh, sitting at number 8. Uh, good dude. Uh, number 7, uh, Tyler DeVries of the Frozen North. Uh, number 6, John Teets, uh, part of the Iowa uh, rolling, rolling Sixes guys up there. Uh, Calvin Smith, I'm not sure I know Calvin, at number five. Number four is Joe Guzowski of uh, 40KC. And number three is motherfucking Dan Sammons of the Outlanders. Number two is Mark Newson of the Flying Monkeys, snuck up there. Good job, Mark. And number one, John Indelicate. And I don't know John. Maybe I know John. Just maybe by his face. But good job, John, for currently sitting atop the Lord Marshal. Um, I'm a little bit down in the rankings this year. I have not hit the events this season uh, a whole lot. I've got two two Lord Marshal events so far. So maybe if I get some more, I'll, uh, I'll jump up into the top ten. So... But there's the standings for the Lord Marshal. Um, the Renaissance man right now is kind of uh, in a weird place because everybody's got a score. So everybody's ranked number one. So congratulations to all 20-some, 30-some of you guys who are ranked number one, including myself for Renaissance man. That'll shake up a little bit as the season goes. But if you're wondering about Lord Marshal, Lord Marshal information, go to www.lordmarshal.org. And you can uh, you can see about submitting your events. You can see about being in Lord Marshall. You can also check our rankings, our standings, 
and uh, how the season's going. Um, our code of conduct's up there. Uh, we got a painting Rubik that we just worked up. Uh, should be going up there soon. And a lot of other things that we're working on this season. There's a couple other new awards that we'll be doing come, uh, come Flying Monkey Con. So I am trying to get back into some kind of a rhythm, uh, some kind of a consistency with this podcast. And it has been a struggle bus tough lately. And uh, probably some of us because of the holidays. Uh, some of us probably because of other factors, but in general, it's uh, it's kind of been been tough to get things rolling. So I'm hoping in the next week or two to kind of get things back on track, uh, get the gang all together for a consistent time, and get you guys episodes. Um, there's a topic you guys would like to see covered, or an issue you guys would like to see talked about. Uh, hit me up, let us know, and uh, be a good to good way to fill out some content for the podcast. Reach out either through the Facebook page or reach out through Patreon and let me know what topic you'd like us to talk about and we'll do our best to talk about it so uh ben is down in new orleans this weekend for the frontline gaming event uh wish ben some luck track him down there uh he's rolling in there with that uh that new dirty dirty templar book so i hope it does him well uh, that is his main chick his favorite army so he uh he deserved a good book and i'm glad he got one so uh follow ben sherwin advanced warfare down in new orleans this weekend so that's about five or six minutes of listening to me ramble about random stuff. Uh, I'm going to break out of here, and when we come back, uh, the episode with Scarry and I will we'll be there. So thanks for listening, and uh, see you guys next week. I agree that the recording is in progress. <laughs> Some of you guys Big might like recognize recognize that voice. That is the one, the only the, the the archon the dark kin scary what's happening man hello brian how are you doing i am good i'm good like we talked earlier just a man and his will to survive so that's right it is the eye of the tiger it's uh you know the something of the crop and i never remember the true lyrics of that <laughs> it's the, song it's the will i always get it wrong the will to fight scary <laughs> uh, yes yeah. yeah. the up in the great white north oh uh, well there they it snowed so that's that's something there's been a lot of snow, snowed enough to keep my son home from school today. So, okay. you know, he's always excited about a snow day. He gets to play on his computer with his friends, um, at least while dad is working. So uh, he's he's happy. Good. It does not take much when they're when they're young. So nope. but, uh, we're, we've had kind of a mild winter here. It's not really snowing on us yet. So I'm going to probably jinx this by saying something like that. But we can yeah, do. and all of a sudden, <laughs> the heavens open up. Yeah, we can usually <laughs> this time of year. Everywhere. We can be like in a foot of snow, or we can be, you know, having like a second fall or autumn, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But so if the, the reason I you out, you know, cook outside, yeah, get nice and you know. Then again, you can barbecue all year round. So anybody can fight me on that. You can literally barbecue when it's like minus twenty outside. Yeah, and it's kind of like a, okay. like any any zoo is a petting zoo if you're brave enough. Is that? <laughs> I would not want to test that theory <laughs> at all. Yeah. So the, the reason <laughs> I, I brought the uh, brought the Archon on today, the reason we got Scarry here is some of you guys have already weeks passed. I know it's old news, but the uh, the balanced data slate uh, has, you know, touched some armies and changed them and. One of the ones that I think uh, didn't do too bad was a. Uh, I know some people talk about the skies falling, but I think Jukari aren't in a horrible place. If uh, if you're a, if you're good, you know, if you're a fan of Jukari, I, I think you have to change the way you build some list. But 
I am not the expert. So I had to get a hold of an expert to, to talk to you guys about it. So what's uh, what's your hot take initially on the data slate? What do you think? Um, well, I just, it's funny. I did a, a, a whole video about this not too long ago, but Dark Eldar did not need point reductions anywhere. <laughs> so let's just say that if you're a Dark Eldar player, um, you're still fine. Yeah. They're still incredibly strong, uh, you know, especially with all the Coven stuff. You know, it's kind of had a transition. Units that needed a points increase, like succubuses and witches, you know, and the incubi saw a points increase. However, um, they ended up adjusting points for things like Talos and Grotesques and not even touching racks and whatnot. And so everything that was getting used got put up, but the Coven stuff is just so tough into the meta right now. It's like perfectly designed for what we're seeing with orcs and like, you know, the resurgence of some knights and things like that. And uh, that I think Dark Eldar are just as strong as they always have been. The, the lists just kind of change a little bit and they've become more that thick city style, which is the name that's been coined for it, which is a whole bunch of meat that you have to get through. Yeah. It's tough to chew through. Uh, did you watch any of the uh, the U.S. Open stuff this weekend? I did not. <laughs> well, yeah. sorry, that's a lie. I tuned in every once in a while, um, you know, because they were they were previewing some of the new missions and the new secondaries and stuff. So that was probably the thing that was the most interesting for me because I'm you know I'm a competitive player and I like knowing like what's happening and what they're thinking with scoring points when you're playing the missions. I did a shoutcast for a invitational event that happened on Saturday. So on Saturday all day, I was shoutcasting another tournament. And that means that Sunday I was dead. And so I just, I cleaned, I did dishes. I filled my dishwasher like four times because I'd let it pile up for a few days and uh, did laundry and watched uh, Get Back, the Beatles uh, thing on on Disney Plus. I've been wanting to watch that too. Amazing. It's amazing. So good. I have to check it out then because my fiance is a big fan of the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that, well, I guess the reason I asked is because there was a lot of those, like, I didn't know it was called Thick City, but I was calling it like running all the fatties, you know, like, you, you know, there was all the Talos, all the Kronos, all the mm-hmm. grotesque, all the, mm-hmm. you know, all the, all, all the, the big racks, fatty yeah. stuff from, uh, from Dark Eldar. And it, it actually, you know, it looks, it looks a lot of fun. Um do you think besides like the thick city build, there's any other directions that you know dark dark Eldar players could look or or go? I think yeah, I think you can you can still build a list that doesn't even have Chronos. We had to, you know, just look at the late Lex Lester GT that happened this weekend where Boris went to the finals with a Drukari list, Boris Michev who went to the finals with a Drukari list that didn't have a single Talos or Kronos in it. <laughs> Had lots of racks, like the troops, but literally still ran a unit of Trueborn, ran some Incubi, ran some Helions, you know, and zero like Talos or Kronos. And he went all the way to the finals and only lost in the final game by like four points or something like that. Like it was super close. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I think is with the, with kind of Tyranids coming back on the scene and you mentioned like Knights... You know, Knights got a pretty good buff uh, with the with the down. The, the they're a sleep. sleeper. They're asleep. They're they're going to be stomping on a lot of middle tables. Like you'd have to think about playing against Knights again. Yeah. Whether it's the fourteen armager like meme list or whatever, 
um, whether it's the the triple Megara with like you know three or four the four the six of the little knights, you know they can hold objectives now, which is something they've never been able to do. And if the terrain is sparse enough, they 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 have the firepower of orc buggies. They will table you, like yeah. they will they will wipe you off the table. So I think knights are definitely a contender for you. Got to watch out. They, they're going to come get you. Yeah, I. But I, I think, you know, my point being, I think Dark Eldar play into, I keep saying Dark Eldar, like we, we're supposed to call him Drakari now. But uh, I think Drakari can call still... Call Dark Eldar. I, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> they, uh, I think they still play into those builds. You know, they have the tools to do it. And that's what, I don't think some books have that luxury where you can kind of adapt whenever those things come to prominence or rise in the meta. Mm-hmm. You know, you can choose or pick other things that kind of put you in a better spot to deal with them. Um, what is? I, what... I will say we're spoiled. We're spoiled for choice because the Drakari book has so much depth. Um, in the sense that, right, like you only really saw like Dark Techno Monster, Black Heart, and Cult of Strife in the Triple Patrols, but that was because they were that sort of combination was hyper efficient in terms of points and in terms of you know rules and stratagems and things like that so that's sort of the 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 archetype that you used to see now with some of the updates you're seeing it change to artists of the flesh you're still seeing black heart a lot because that's like probably the best cabal uh and then instead of like and then you are starting you're still seeing strife but now you're potentially seeing dark tech still in the triple patrol or in a real space raid seeing a custom witch cult instead of strife and you're starting to see a lot more variety but I will say any Dark Eldar player is spoiled for choice. If, you know, the there's so many options in that book, anti-infantry, anti-tank, um, morale shenanigans, if you want to, if you want to tackle enemy leadership, you know, taking away objective secured with the Uga Booga homunculus, for example, you know, as things like that get more and more useful. And with a lot of the changes that we're seeing to the secondaries and the missions, like I feel like Drakari just have the tools to play ninth edition really well. And it doesn't really matter how many points get changed or whatever. The fact of the matter is Drukari play ninth edition really well. Yeah. I, I think we're going to probably see something similar come out when that, when the craft worlds hit. So it's, we're, we're back to elf domination, which, you know, some people enjoy. I, I'm back and forth. I on think it. most people would, <laughs> just facepalm and go ah elder again because yeah. every time they get a book it's like over the top bonkers yeah games workshop loves their loves their space elves man it's uh it's, they definitely do i am i'm sort of terrified of the other book because a lot of the times they'll be like hey these are the rules for the edition and then they release an elder book and there's some way to break almost every rule in yeah. the Eldar And book. we're going to do all this stuff wrong and out of phase, and there's nothing you can do about it. Have fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're just going to play our own game. You can play your little puny game. We're playing Eldar game. So what of the... You, you mentioned the changes to the secondaries, the changes to the new missions. Of the stuff that's been previewed or put out there in the wild so far... Uh, what do you really like, or what have you seen that you think's a, a step in the right direction that you that you think is going to change up the way the game's played, or that you're going to enjoy personally? Um, I like the changes to the missions specifically, 
and some of the secondaries. We'll get to the secondaries in a sec, but I'm a big fan of how they've changed primary scoring. Yeah. So it, it seems instead of uh, instead of having like a secondary choice that you can have on each mission, with each mission having its own secondary choice, um, what they've done is they've split the primary scoring, so the 45 points you can get for primary, into sort of like two parts. You have your basic part, which is holding objectives, right? Uh, hold one, hold two two hold more hold two hold three hold more right um which is part of the uh of the primary scoring and that instead of being five points for everything it's four points now so you can only get a max of 12 per turn so first and foremost i love that change it means that you know you actually need to be scoring all four turns to max it out like max primary out that way if you wanted to do it that way and then what they've done is they seem to have made the second part sort of the secondary that was for the mission but it's kind of amalgamated into the primary so you get like three points for a bonus right and this bonus is depends on each mission so for example the two missions that they previewed one was what used to be priority targets which was like a secondary objective that you just took if you played that mission right it was like an auto take now your opponent gets to pick the primary for you, right? So like you, you don't get to pick your own primary. You get to pick your primary, your opponent's primary. And you get points for holding that at the end, like the same, like holding it, but your opponent picks it and it goes to the primary points, not to the secondary points. And then in the other mission, which was battle lines, pretty sure it's essentially the replacement of battle lines. Um, they have, it's a kill point second like primary so whoever kills the most units at the end of a battle round or no you get three points if you kill at least three enemy units or something like that like you get points for killing stuff um so that's really interesting and it'll make you build a list of, to deal both ways with the you know, and it, you know historically there's what nine missions for the gt pack so i'm really curious to see how they've changed like because i'm i'm assuming they're going to keep this the objectives and very much the same like way i don't think they'll change the layouts very much but i do like the fact i do like them changing you know the missions themselves and maybe adding in some special rules like in the battle lines mission you don't gain your extra command point every battle round unless you hold one of the objectives in the middle of the table you know like so there's some really interesting mechanics with that and hopefully they're getting creative with it i personally look forward to playing them this year and and like really trying to figure them out and it's going to be fresh or refreshing, which I think is. Yeah. I, I do enjoy the, you know, like we talk about, there's nothing that makes a game die faster in my, in my opinion, than like taking away something being interactive and mm -hmm. some of these primaries that they previewed, it feels like they're trying to make it where you can actually interact with what your opponent's doing more as far mm -hmm. as like what they choose or what you choose you know, instead of just being like, I'm just going to try and not let them get those points. It's like you can actively take stuff away from them that, you know, it just seems like a completely different animal. And I'm I'm all about it. I like it. Yeah. The, and some of the secondaries they, they previewed, you know, Goonhammer put up an article, kind of went through all the secondaries and the changes. But some of the ones that never really got used, like mental interrogation, for example, has changed. You know, now mental interrogation doesn't require line of sight which is something they should have put in like from the beginning of time you know it means like it's a secondary if you have a psyker you can take it 
and reliably score points for the game so that your opponent doesn't just hide a character behind a wall for the entire game, you know, and stop them from getting interrogated. Um, other ones like, um, you know, the teleport Homer, which, you know, isn't one that used to be, that used to be used a lot. Now a troop unit can do it that same turn. Like it's an action that you can just do in a turn with a troop unit. So, and you just, and it forces you to kind of get up and bikers and infantry can do it. So it's now characters can do it. You know, there's a whole variety of, they've sort of expanded the way that armies can get points and it'll really help. I think some of the eighth edition books that don't have sort of like go to secondaries built into their codex, um, which will be really useful. It also means you can kind of build a list that plays a certain way and by playing a certain way can do certain secondaries, you know, like space Marines are going to love something like oath moment. And then, potentially the one where they just have to go into the middle of the table and do an action within six inches of the middle and kill everything within six inches of the middle of the table, which is literally something space Marines can do. And they can just hold the middle, <laughs> put their little banner down, be like, this is our middle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you're playing I like to them at once. So mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, too. Well, uh, that's kind of what I was wanting to get was your take on, uh, on dark LR builds and take on the new secondaries and how guys are going to be playing in the meta uh, I don't want to take your whole day, but if people want to go talk to you and uh, get get up, get caught up with what you're up to, what you're into, and of course your your specialization of the darkkin, where do they go? So you can find me on YouTube. Just search Scottcast. That's S K A R E D C A S T. Yeah, Scottcast, and-, and then all the links are right on there. So you can. You know, I've got the denizens on Patreon. Big shout out to all the Patreons who support what I do. Uh, we've got the the Twitch stream that we do every every week. We do two Twitch streams on Thursday, Friday, and of course all the Instagram stuff. Yeah, and uh, for those that, you know, Scar puts out. I I hit him up last week because he's been putting out some shorter format battle reports, uh, roughly you know half an hour to forty minutes. And I don't know if that was your intent or not, but. I really did. No, was, like, I did. I I usually do them. I did one because uh, I didn't have time to film a film one. But I like doing the short ones. It's very yeah. easy to film one. I dig. I dig the short format battle reports. I, you know, I, I just I used to like sit down and watching two and three hour games, but uh, I just don't have the uh, I guess the mental endurance for that anymore. Uh, so like, it was cool to see you doing that. And I uh, if, if if someone wants to go see what that's about, it's a good place to go check. So. But that's probably uh, that's probably all I got for you this week, man. I'm glad you came on. I'm glad you came to talk to everybody. Yeah, thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. You know, if, then again, if it were easy, it'd be your mom. We didn't do just a tip, man. We need to. You want to give? You want to give just a tip? I do play with raiders, which means that when I need to shoot you, I just need to use the tip. There we go. See you and for range. <laughs> we got a just a tip reference in, so. <laughs> All right, guys, look for Scary online. And uh, of course, uh, keep listening every week. And thanks for checking out this episode. Bye, everyone. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs>